The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 and a chance to win a million bucks. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Indeed. Welcome in, everybody. We're getting ready for what should be one of the more interesting pay-per-views, at least of the first half of the year, if not the whole year. The return of Manny Pacquiao from Las Vegas. Yes, it's a new replacement opponent in Jordanis Ugas of Cuba, but the fight is on in Las Vegas, and we're ready to talk all about it. I am the somewhat capable, somewhat competent host of the program. He is senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, Mr. Marquise Johns. How you feeling, Week Sauce Radio? You ready to go? TJ, anytime Manny Pacquiao's in action, I'm always ready. It's, it's a good weekend. And we got to get our running shoes on right away. By the way, however you found the podcast, whether it's a social media link, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their network, fleet of shows, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe. It comes automatically to you. We cannot delay. We cannot tarry. No, no, no. Because we have a special guest who can only join us for a few moments, and he is right there on location in Vegas for everything that's going to go down with Pacquiao Ugas and the return of one of the great fighters of the last 15 or 20 years, especially in the smaller weight classes, the iconic Manny Pacquiao. Ray Flores, who does a tremendous job through Premier Boxing Champions. You see him on all the coverage, whether it's Fox, whether it's Showtime, the international feed of fights. Ray, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us. And I know we're all eager to see Manny Pacquiao for the first time in a couple of years. DJ Marquise, you're absolutely right. It has been 25 months since we've seen Manny Pacquiao inside the boxing ring dating back to July of 2019 when he defeated Keith Thurman, handing Thurman the first professional loss of his career. And Pacquiao is back. Obviously, it was supposed to be against Errol Spence. Spence has that eye injury. That is unfortunate, but lo and behold, up and stepping in is your Dennis Ugas, the Cuban bronze medalist and the reigning WBA welterweight champion. The way I look at this fight is as follows. How things work full circle. Ugas was elevated from regular champion to super champion. Pacquiao was not reinstated as super champion for some ungodly reason. And somehow 
These two guys ended up in the main event against each other on Saturday. So the winner of this fight is going to properly claim the championship. And I think that is a very key storyline heading into Saturday night. Well, and we have spent some time over the last couple of weeks destroying deservedly so the WBA for the total lack of credibility. What was Marquise? Marquise, I think your line was organized crime is impressed with what the WBA <laughs> has been doing Pretty much. in recent days and, and weeks with what they've been doing. But anyway, it is their championship. Uh, that's on the line. It was kind of bizarre, Ray, to see both guys hold the WBA belt up that they have, <laughs> like they have joint custody, like it's a divorce proceeding, but they both held the, the belt up earlier in the week at the press conference, even Ray, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, Pacquiao, I understand where Pacquiao is coming from because he didn't lose the belt. He's like, how could you strip me when I didn't lose the belt? And Ugas, I don't blame Ugas either because Ugas is like, Hey, I didn't ask them to elevate me. They just did it on their own accord. But you know what? They get in, uh, their opportunity to step inside the ring and duke it out. But you know what? Who's to say? And also, this might be the final time we see Manny Pacquiao inside the boxing ring. I don't think it will be. But there is a possibility at 42 years of age that this might be the final ring walk that we watch Manny Pacquiao do his thing. That alone is well worth the pay-per-view price. Then you add on to it the fact that your Dennis Ugas is truly a representation of the American dream. He fled Cuba after being a bronze medalist in 2008. He fled Cuba in 2010. Took him several tries to get here to start his professional career. And it just goes to show you that just from a metaphor on life, it took him several tries to get here. He got here. He amassed the record of, you know, I think, you know, he was doing well. And then he lost two consecutive fights from 2014 or 2012 into 2014 somewhere along those lines. Then he retires for two years, comes back in August of 2015, late replacement, fights Jamal James, James. beats Jamal James. Then a month and a half later, in at the end of September, beats Brian Perella in New Mexico, and then goes on this tear winning 11 of your last 12, which conceivably could have been the fact that he won 12 straight had it not been for the split decision loss at the hands of Sean Porter. Now, what's the key dom- denominator in that fight? It's the fact that uh, Ismail Salas has been training your Dennis Ugas since he got back to the ring in August of 2015. Together, they have been nearly unstoppable, much like Manny Pacquiao and Freddie Roach. Ugas has a long way to go before he gets to that, but I'm talking about successful tandems. I think you can say your Dennis Ugas and Ismail Salas are a very successful tandem. I believe they are, Ray. And actually, I want to piggyback off that point because uh, I also recommend anyone listen to the podcast. Uh, that Jamal James, your Dennis Ugas fights on the Premier Boxing Champions YouTube page. Fun fight. He took it, I think it was like on 72 hours notice. And he came out on top of what unanimous decision, actually. Memory serves me well. But I want to ask you, Ray, about just the vibe of the atmosphere out there for Manny Pacquiao fight week. Does it feel like this is his last time in the ring? Because uh, from all I get, I'm, I'm assuming it's not. I don't think so, but you know what? There's a feeling of like, it all depends on, and this is the truth, and I'm not trying trying to sell the fight. If Pacquiao doesn't feel like he can perform to his old ways, even if he does get the win against Ugas, he might say, you know what? I'm getting ready to run for the presidency. Now, I'm not saying he is because he has not. He has until the end of September, I think, to declare, and he cannot, and he said he's going to focus in on his political aspirations after this fight but Pacquiao even if he does beat Ugas and if it's a close fight he might say look I've done everything I can in boxing which is the truth because he doesn't need to fight anymore I want to focus in on my political aspirations 
That's why I'm saying you don't know. And do I want to take that risk as a fight fan to maybe not watch this fight? Plus, Ugas is going to make him fight. I've been around these guys all week long. And I'll tell you, they look like their three weight classes different. Ugas looks like a middleweight. Pacquiao looks like he's a tweener between 140 and 147. I would not be surprised if Pacquiao comes in and weighs in at like 143 and a half and Ugas is a very solid 147. The size difference was mind-blowing to me when I saw them at the Grand Rivals on Tuesday here in Las Vegas. Then I saw them at the, uh, the press conference. I was sitting next to your dentist translating for him. And the fact that there is a belief that Manny Pacquiao can knock out your Dennis Ugas. And Ugas has been pleasant and in good spirits the entire week. When that was said about your Dennis Ugas, something changed. I felt his body change. I felt his mentality change. And he kind of got pissed off. He's like, no, no. Manny Pacquiao is not knocking me out. You better believe that I'm 100% certain Manny Pacquiao is not knocking me out. And I stood back and I'm translating all this. I'm like, oh boy, like I feel some tension here. You know what I mean? Like I feel the heat from Ugas. Love the insight of Ray Flores. And we need to applaud you on the Big Fight Weekend podcast for the versatility because you're right. You were hosting the arrival stuff outside the T-Mobile arena right off the Las Vegas Strip. You're then translating for Ugas, and then you end up – are you on the international call again for this fight? We've seen yes. you do that in the past. Mr. Versatility is going to be on the international <laughs> call outside the United States. Is there anything else that we can shoehorn you in to do in and around Pacquiao-Ugas? Right, come yeah. on. Well, so I did the undercard press conference today with uh, Robert Guerrero, Vicious Victor Ortiz, Mark Maxayo, Julio Seau, the Philippines against Mexico. I'm pumped for that fight. I think that's going to be a hellacious fight. Then you have – you know, Oscar Escandon back in action. Mm -hmm. So, and then also I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be calling prelim fights. Uh, I don't know if this is public record, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway, because you're my friends. PBC on Fox YouTube page on Saturday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific time, two hours of prelim fights that you will get. I will be calling that. My brother Miguel will be ring announcing. I'll be working with Felix De Jesus, the translator, who will be my analyst that night. So two hours so we're going to do PBC on Fox, and then I take over on the prelim portion from 7 o'clock Eastern to 9, or 9 Eastern time. And then I'm going to be calling the international pay-per-view, all four fights by myself uh, here from the uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The and then post-fight press conference duties also. So check the out the post-fight press machine. conference. I'll be, you know, the, uh, you know, talking to the winners and everything. So I'm just guys. And we'll get him a lozenge after it's over. The man is yeah, a really? machine. There is no <laughs> doubt uh, about that. Okay, you did allude to something, and I want to hit on it real yeah. quick before you have to get out of here. Uh, there's all kinds yeah. of speculation. Could this be it for Manny Pacquiao? I, I, I believe if he loses, he's if. He's not going out on a loss. So if he is spectacular in victory, do you see that as a Hollywood ending possibility? What, what is your feel being around Pacquiao? You were at the gym with him in Los yeah. Angeles for the media stuff. What's your feel, right? I think that if he looks spectacular, I he gives and I think he wants Spence. I think because Manny loves these insanely difficult challenges. I've said it all week, and this is the truth, as I've been doing my research and preparation for this fight. I don't remember a prize fighter that walks to the ring. As you guys know, there is a lot of anxiety, there's pressure, there's stress, 
There's a lot going on when you are a main event prize fighter of a fight in Las Vegas on pay-per-view. Manny walks to the ring and he's smiling. He loves it. He enjoys it. He embraces it. It's like he's going to play on the playground. I don't know of any fighter that has that kind of demeanor. And when he gets hit, he gets excited. He even, it just amps him up even that much more. And it's not like, oh, he's testing my machismo. It's like, oh, this is fun for me. Okay, I get to play. I'm like, what? Like, you know, there's a statement that says you don't play boxing. Manny is almost (laughs) the guy guy that defies that if there's one guy to defy that it is Manny Pacquiao so I think if he looks spectacular I think he gives it one more go against Errol Spence hopefully in December or January depending on Spence's eye injury if he loses my hope would be that he would have one more farewell fight in the Philippines now obviously this is a COVID world so hopefully COVID subsides I would like to see Manny Pacquiao have a farewell fight in the Philippines as a way to say thank you to my country. Let's put 80,000 people in that place and let's let them right into the sunset. And he might be president. But I'll tell you this, Freddie Roach told me, how cool would it be? He's told Manny, what if you were president and still the champion of the world? Can you imagine, guys, the kind of coverage <laughs> if, if CNN and all these news media outlets, Fox, you know, Fox News and MSNBC, get them all there. They need to cover. This is a global event. If Manny Pacquiao is the president of the Philippines defending his welterweight championship of the world, if there's one guy crazy enough to do it that could accomplish such a feat, it is Manny Pacquiao, boxing's only eight-division world champion. I love it. Ray's got to get out of here. Marquise, anything else for Ray Flores here from PBC and their coverage of the pay-per-view? Manny Pacquiao, Jordan Zugas? Yeah, Ray, Ray, just one quick question. And at the time yeah, of we're recording this, uh, uh, yeah. the greatness of uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant was made pretty much official for the most part sometime in November. Wanted to get your thoughts, yeah. Ray, because that's one of the fights that people have been looking for for a while. And how great is it just that Canelo's in action? No, so I, I'm hearing the reports are November 6th is what it's tentatively be, being penciled in for. Okay. Guys, I am unbelievably excited for this. Oh, my gosh. Super middleweight unification. And guess what? I'm going to go ahead and say this because I'm kind of pissed off at all the haters and it's not getting done. It's this side. It's that side, whatever, this and that. Guess what? The fight right now is going to happen. So shut up because the fight (laughs) is happening. Like shut up. And people jumping on this and jumping on that. I'm like, look, the best deals get done behind closed doors. And you know how I know that? Because Floyd and Manny did not get done in the public. It got done behind closed doors. (laughs) The power brokers do not negotiate on Twitter. That's a fact. (laughs) So it's like, let the power brokers do it. And if a fight doesn't get made and they have other fights, sign contracts, then you can complain. People are like, oh, well, now it's going to be Bevo. And now it's going to be this guy, that guy. Who's Caleb Bamford going to fight? Guess what? They're going (laughs) to fight each other in November. Okay, so you can come to Vegas and enjoy the fight, but I'm so sick of this negativity permeating the sport. Why can't I like everybody? I want to see all promotions do well. I have friends at every major promotion and every major network. I want them all to do well. And guess what? I'm a sicko. I watch it all. Even if I'm working that night, I watch it Monday, Tuesday. If I have a busy week, Wednesday, I watch it all because I love boxing and I love boxing fans. But stop with the negative BS. It sickens me, guys. But hey, November 6th, we got Canelo and Caleb Plant. 
baby, let's rock and roll here in Las Vegas. Well, uh, Ray, as you, you know, right, boxing Twitter is good for two things, uh, getting free things and, of course, complaining. So it is what it is. Yeah, I, just, exactly. I, I just, I I don't have time for it, guys. Yeah. Like, we can tell. So now, now what are you going to say? The fight's getting done? Hello? It's yeah. a shame that Ray is not passionate about this. And by the way, we greenlit <laughs> you, and I think you did drop at least a half dozen of the F-bombs on I the mean, green well, light. Listen, we applaud I mean, you for just, that. You know, I'm just, look, I, I'm an honest guy. I'm very yeah. brutally honest. But you know what? I just want this sports to succeed because I think this is the greatest sport in the world. There is nothing better than a big prize fight, whether you're in Las Vegas, whether in your L.A., New York. It doesn't matter. And you guys are so instrumental improving and furthering this sport so thank you guys for your fair and balanced coverage we do the Always. best we can we do the best we can on big fight weekend all right one more time nine eastern time is the pay-per-view ray yes. may be inside the t-mobile arena at, at like 7 30 a.m having morning. breakfast <laughs> and then just rocking right on through so again go through it for the audience on where they can hear you and how as the evening progresses go ahead one more yes, time so, appreciate it tj so seven eastern four pacific time PBC on Fox YouTube page. We got two hours of prelims. Myself, Felix DeJesus, my brother Miguel Flores as the ring announcer. Then from there, tune over to the pay-per-view, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific time. I will be calling the fights, the four pay-per-view fights solo for the rest of the world. So everywhere besides the United States, England, the Philippines, Australia, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you want to check out post-fight press conference duties, after the fight's over, we got you covered. You're going to hear from the winner, the PBC Premier Boxing Champions YouTube page. We will be streaming the post-fight press conference. I'm going to ask the guys the hard-hitting questions and open it up for them. Guys, it's a fight week in Las Vegas. The only thing that's missing are more BD members like you, but hopefully I will see you here for Wilder Fury number three because that's going to be wild and crazy all to itself. Love the insight. Ray Flores, you do a tremendous job. Thank you for the time and hanging with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Appreciate it, guys. You have a great one. There he goes. Very passionate was uh, was Ray Flores with us, as you could tell. And again, he's on the international call of Pacquiao and Ugas. We've got so much more to talk about it. And by the way, we should make mention on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show, my initials brother from another mother, T.C. Martin, five days a week on in Vegas, on scene. He will also be with us in a little bit here on the podcast. We could not not check in. Marquise Johns with T.C. Martin with a Manny Pacquiao fight coming right there in his front yard, not just his backyard, but his front yard uh, right there in Las Vegas. We, we have to get T.C. on a little bit here on the podcast, right? Absolutely. Miss T.C. Martin, why wouldn't we get this guy on? The, the guy is pretty much locked in anything that's in all, all things Las Vegas and no, no better than the voice of the Las Vegas aces to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> he is an ace. All right. So I'm anxious to talk to him. I want to finish on what you started there on Canelo Alvarez, Caleb Plant. Uh, Ray Flores, very passionate on it. We've been consistent. I've been consistent. You're in agreement with me that this was only going to get done if Canelo Alvarez agreed to more than one fight with premier boxing champions. I, I don't, we don't have this 100% confirmed, but I have to believe that's what has changed. The dynamic has changed in the last few days, like Ray was saying behind closed doors. Marquise, what is your read as we're taping the podcast that uh, that Canelo has now come out and said, yes, the fight is November 6th, and it will be against uh, uh, Caleb Plant here. What's your read on how and why it finally got done? 
I just think at the end of the day, TJ, these guys had no one else to fight. And I think what escalated that as well, TJ, was when Canelo was shopping around saying, hey, this, this plant fight's not working up. Who else wants a piece of this? And a lot of folks were, you know, the names that are popping out of woodworks like the Beavles and the Better Beavers. A lot of these folks weren't ready to fight or needed more time. And they weren't going to take these fights on short notice because it's Canelo. And it, it kind of forced Canelo's hand a little bit to go back to the drawing board here and then just pretty much deal with what PBC and Plant were deal offering at that point. Well, especially when he was going to make significantly less money to fight Bevel the Russian. Mm-hmm. He's got a bigger guarantee in this scenario on pay-per-view, which is what he wants for Mexico. The Mexican pay-per-view money is his. Um, and again, if, if it is a two-fight deal, which I believe that it is, and it, it was insistent, and it has been across the board, including for Manny Pacquiao fighting now, that the option for his next fight in the future is going to be with Premier Boxing Champions. He's not going back on the free agency market. But for any of the fighters that are doing deals, they're doing multiple fight deals. They're not doing what's called a one-off. Fight one time and that's it. But for PBC, is it David Benavides? Now, obviously, Benavides has... COVID-19 had canceled his fight for the end of this month coming scheduled next weekend. That card's now canceled uh, for Phoenix. It's postponed and it may not happen at all. Um, And so is Benavides a candidate later on to fight Canelo? Maybe, maybe not. Is Jermall Charlo, the WBC unbeaten middleweight champion, Marquise, a candidate to move up and fight Canelo if he's undisputed and beats Caleb Plant? Uh, that, I mean, that's what PBC is planning for. You were very clear with your comments, repeat them here for this podcast audience that they understand if we're paying him 40 million guaranteed for Caleb plant, we're not making 40 million back on this fight. Probably we, we maybe can break even maybe, but doubtful they're not making 40 million. They're, they're going to make money. They hope with the second fight was your point. Yeah. Yeah, TJ, that, that was my point all along with all of this. Where they essentially uh, Canelo Plant isn't going to bring up the money that they're paying for this fight to take place to begin with. And anyone who's followed Canelo's past record of past few fights in Vegas, which haven't been the biggest sellers to begin with, know that uh, Kovalev Alvarez, Jacobs Alvarez, these aren't $40 million fight gates, TJ. And Plant Alvarez is going to join that list as well. However, they can make their money back on the second fight. Let it be. I'm, my thinking is, shot the dark, TJ, I'm going to call my shot now. It's going to be Jermel Charlo. It's going to be Charlo. I think it's going to be Charlo next after this. And that's where Jermall, the money from. and we'll be clear, Jermel Charlo, the middleweight yeah. champion, because Jermel is the junior yeah. middleweight champion. So you think unbeaten Jermel Charlo yeah. moves up here. Yeah, my, my fault on that, TJ. Big mall, little Mel. I should know better than that. But yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to be the case. With, with, he's going to move up to get, the, to, to get that spot eventually at 168, hopefully to face Canelo, which actually, TJ, that's the fight I actually want to see more personally than one with Plant that's coming up. This, this Do one. you believe a third fight with Golovkin is gone for good here, or could that end up, and again, it's complicated because Golovkin has a deal with zone. And has a has a quasi deal with Eddie Hearn about fights and matchmaking. He's on his own as well, with his own promotional outlet. Is Golovkin gone for good? And Golovkin again is about to be thirty nine years old. I don't know how much longer you can wait for that f- third fight to happen. I think it may be gone for good. What do you think? I think I think that fight, fight TJ. I think that fight's long gone. If uh, Golovkin's supposed to fight Murata at some point, even New Year's Eve, like has been said, like all year long, supposedly, if that fight actually does happen in Japan, given the circumstances going on right now, we'll 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 wait and see about all that. But I I think after that Golovkin fight with with Murata, I think that's it, TJ, because I don't think. 
there's nothing else for him to do. Who's, who's going to fight on the zone at this point? Uh, I mean, he's not fighting Andrade. I mean, that's pretty much the only other options he has if it's not Canelo. So I think this may be the... They may cut ties with him, truth be told, Tuesday, because let's be honest, the uh, zone not having really anything of a market in the U.S. here for the most part outside of these Golden Boy shows, which also expires at the end of the year. So I think by this time, this time next year, TJ, the zone's going to be a completely different network if it's still a network showing the fights uh, uh, domestically here. All right, we'll find out uh, on that front. Uh, Marquis, stand by again. TC Martin straight ahead. We're back to the Pacquiao Ugas talk. Uh, Marquise and I will make some fight predictions with the odds, etc., uh, coming up as well. Stand by for that as we rock along and head towards the weekend at Saturday night's pay-per-view. The return of Manny Pacquiao is upcoming. We are all about it here on the podcast. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today, get a special offer, get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app, visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. An example, the Atlanta Falcons right now are an 80-to-1 underdog to win the Super Bowl. Now, you might think that's ridiculous, but they have the easiest strength of schedule in the league. So if you think they'll get off to a hot start, go ahead and make the 80-1 to bet before the season. Make it right now if you want to, and then sell that for a big profit after only a couple of weeks. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
We're also brought to you in part by Paramount Plus. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, the Europa League, Italian uh, Serie A, uh, as well as the uh, the Brazilian division, uh, all over the place. The NWSL, the Asian Football League, the CONCACAF Cup that just concluded. You find all of this in one place, and that is Paramount Plus, it's the best of the beautiful game. Beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, Puslich. Be part of all the excitement as the champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com. Start your free trial. Stream every soccer match live. And we're brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com, use our promo code SGPN, and get a free $25 bet. That's right, sign up right now. Get a free shot at a million bucks. Download the app in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and sign up at underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. It has been far too long since we've had the opportunity to get the breakdown, the insight, the wisdom of the doctor. Initials brother from another mother, T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas, five days a week and online, tcmartinshow.com. He is back with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, preparing for Manny Pacquiao and up, 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 not Errol Spence, your Denis Ugas. As the late replacement is in, the big story is the Pac-Man is back and TC Martin is back. First of all, how are you feeling? How are things? Doing great, my man. Great to be with you again here. Big fight weekend. Yes. And so we really have one that might live up to it. Or maybe you want to come out swinging here that this is kind of a letdown uh, because it's not Errol Spence. We at least get Pacquiao back for the first time in two years. Where do you come down on how much of a letdown is it in Vegas? It is a letdown, I think, for the general public. Um, But let's remember, Manny Pacquiao is the A-side. Manny Pacquiao is the drawing card. Even though Errol Spence Jr. is arguably one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world, undefeated, he is not the main card. He is not the drawing power. It is Manny Pacquiao. So no matter who Manny Pacquiao fights, the car, uh, the crowd would be predominantly uh, be rooting for Pacquiao. So it's disappointing in the sense where Manny Pacquiao said, Hey, I want to challenge the best. Like he's always done and says, I want to take on Earl Spence Jr. He thinks that Earl Spence Jr. Is a perfect opponent for him for what he does. And then unfortunately Earl Spence uh, got injured um, tried to 
maneuver a few things past the Nevada State Athletic Commission, was not able to do that. And therefore, <laughs> once again, we have an Earl Spence uh, postponement, which is not the first time that we've seen. So there are just certain fighters, TJ, that you know things are not going to go smoothly, and Earl Spence Jr. is one of those guys. All right, now wait a minute. Are you implying that somehow the man faked eye surgery, that that was not legit? Or are you saying that he was trying to pull the fast one to get by the doctors and fight with the messed up eye? Yes, that is what, what I'm saying. Uh, the latter of the two. No, because obviously he had the eye surgery, you know, afterwards. So uh, he came to Las Vegas to, to be examined on Monday, left on Tuesday, supposedly had the eye surgery on Wednesday. But my inside contacts told me that they knew this was going to happen prior to him arriving on Monday. Interesting that, right. that there was an eye injury already. And uh, well, all right. So he's out uh, to your point. I just wonder, and again, you're plugged in as anybody in and around the Vegas scene. Were there a lot of people asking for refunds? Do, or, are we not going to really know that answer till we see potentially empty seats at the T-Mobile arena? What have you heard? What do you know about this upcoming pay-per-view? Yeah, no one's really talking about that. And honestly, I didn't uh, dive into that uh, factor. I don't know how well the fight was selling to begin with, but I know that if you're going to see Manny Pacquiao, you're still going to go see Manny Pacquiao. And Manny Pacquiao just has you know throngs of fans that will see him uh, fight anybody. And we've seen that, you know, with uh, the top tier opponents to, uh, you know, lesser known opponents, Manny has still been able to pack buildings like the MGM Grand, the Mandalay Bay, and even T-Mobile Arena. So I think, you know, if you're a Manny Pacquiao fan, I think you're still interested. But, you know, going back to your original question, what does this, you know, how does this fight come across? And I think for a boxing fan, it comes across that it is rather intriguing. Uh, Dinas Ugas can fight. He is a champion. Uh, ironically enough, he's the WBA champion, which we know was Manny Pacquiao's belt when we last saw Manny in the ring two years ago because he defeated Keith Thurman for that said belt. However, the WBA said, yeah, you're inactive. You're not fighting. No one's fighting. So let's put it up for grabs. Ugas wins. Ugas now has it. And, you know, Manny did say that, yeah, he goes, that's, that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm interested in, you know, making history. So, you know, it's technically still my belt, but they now I get to regain my belt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. But uh, it should be a good fight because Ugas can fight. But then when you start really diving into the matchup of this fights, and we know styles make fights, advantage Manny Pacquiao big time. Uh, and so we'll get into that tactically here. Uh, again, we wrote on the site uh, midweek, depending on when you're hearing the interview here, about that whole WBA thing. The WBA is a farce, as we all know, that may even – be tame for what we should call it. Uh, I think I think Marquise kind of put it pretty well uh, last week after the fiasco they had in Minnesota. Organized crime is impressed with some of the things the WBA has been pulling off as of late with judges, decisions, managers, uh, etc. But uh, in any event, it is for the WBA belt, so it is for a title um, uh, coming up. Um, I, I wonder here where you come down on could this be it for Pacquiao and under what scenario would he be gone for good? And under what scenario would he maybe be back for one more fight and against whom that's the, that's the other real intrigue. Is this the final time he's 42? Is this the final time we're maybe seeing the Pac-Man? 
there is a possibility it could be the last time, but I think the scenario would have to unfold of him getting beat, getting soundly beat, injured. I think that's where it uh, lies. Manny Pacquiao wanted to fight Earl Spence Jr. because that was one of the biggest names you know, in boxing and specifically this division. Manny Pacquiao wants to win another belt. He wants to make as much money as he possibly can, and he wants to be on the biggest stage under the brightest lights. So I think this is going to serve as a tune-up fight for Manny, and if Earl Spence Jr. is going to be able to come back in a reasonable amount of time, the Pacquiao-Spence fight will happen again. The other scenario could be Manny Pacquiao would love to fight Terrence Crawford. So um, there's been a lot of talk about possibly Manny Pacquiao and Sean Porter, but I think for Manny right now, it has to be someone that has a belt and someone that will be able to kind of match his star power. Love the insight of one T.C. Martin. The T.C. Martin Show is heard five days a week in Las Vegas. TCMartinShow.com. Along those lines, on your Wednesday edition of the award-winning Galactic Program, you had Tim Bradley, a former world welterweight champion, who was gifted a decision at one point in time in his career over Manny Pacquiao. I continue to say that. Uh, now turned ESPN boxing analyst. Uh, all right. So what did Timothy Bradley believe that this fight is going to come down to on Saturday? Give me some goods on that. Tim thinks that, uh, the only way Ugas would have an opportunity is if he fought Pacquiao the way Tim fought him in that first, uh, you know, time in 2012 when, when Tim beat them. And, and I know you said that, you know, Hey, he was gifted a victory, but what Tim Bradley did and the reason why he won more rounds than Manny Pacquiao and two of the three judges scorecards is because Tim Bradley fought a very smart fight where he was the, the effective counter puncher. And if usually when you fight Manny Pacquiao, and this is the words of Tim Bradley, you, you are going to see something that you've never seen ever before. As far as the lightning quick hands, the footwork and the power that goes along with that. And if Ugas is going to just try to, to fight him straight up, then Ugas is, is going to lose and probably lose a unanimous decision. Uh, the way Ugas could win and the way Tim won was that he waited on Manny. And then after Manny delivered those punches, Tim Bradley effectively just got the, the better of the exchanges. So he countered, but he, he counter, countered effectively with a great movement and great power and connected a little bit better than Manny did. So for a lot of people who watched that fight, they saw that. For those that, that scored it the other way, they thought, well, Pacquiao got off first. You know, he threw more punches, but when you look at effective punches, Tim, Tim Bradley probably got equally or better than Manny Pacquiao. But then again, that was 2012. That was ancient history, but that's really the only way you can beat Manny Pacquiao. And the last guy who kind of fits that mold was Floyd Mayweather Jr. And that's exactly how he beat Pacquiao. That's the only way you can beat Pacquiao. To your point, another uh, guy, and I, I, again, thank you for kind of mutually introducing us when I was out in Vegas with you. Uh, and got a chance to be around Showtime, Sean Porter. Uh, and he was uh, on the radio show with you and giving insight and analysis then. He has since, in a recent podcast of his, the Porter Way podcast, given essentially the same advice to Ugas, 
where he said, be ready to effectively counterpunch. When Pacquiao misses with something, make him pay. Be ready to return fire. Otherwise, you have no hope because he's going to move. He's going to hit you. He's going to move. He's going to move. He's going to hit you. He's going to move. I'm paraphrasing what Sean had to say. So is that the biggest key for fans to watch for? Is Ugas answering back? And if he's not, it's probably Pacquiao winning and and winning what may even turn out to be a one-sided fight, if not. Yeah, that's the way I, I see it. That's the way Tim sees it. I think that's the way Sean sees it. And you got to remember, too, I always reference Sean when we're talking about Ugas because Sean fought Ugas. And at that point in time, Ugas was was kind of a, a, a late replacement. It wasn't on Sean's radar to fight him. And at that point in time, you know, thought Sean couldn't get the rematch against Thurman. And, you know, the Crawford thing still wasn't there. It's was like, okay, we'll give you Ugas. And everyone's going, Ugas, really? And a lot of us, including myself, said, this is going to be an easy fight for Sean. It wasn't an easy fight, but Sean really showed in that fight that, you know, he could be a boxer instead of just the guy in the phone booth that can, is going to rumble and just, you know, you know, pummel you to death. So, uh, you know, Sean fought a tremendous fight. However, Ugas gave Sean Porter plenty in that fight as well, too. And it was, it was a close decision. And then we've seen Ugas be almost spectacular in fights after that. Hence, you know, winning a world championship, whether it's a WBA or not, but this guy is a good fighter. So when I, you know, first learned that, you know, Spence was out and Ugas was going to be in my initial reaction was, Hey, this is going to be a good fight because Ugas can fight. He's going to, he's going to stand up to Pacquiao. He's going to bring it. He's just not going to, you know, you know, sit in the pocket. I mean, he's going to try to be the aggressor. Uh, But now that Manny has had some time to prepare for Ugas um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Manny is going to get the better of him, but here's the big question mark. And, and you said it before he's 42 years old. We haven't seen Manny in two years and from 40 to 42, what happens? Even though Manny Pacquiao is a freak of nature, he is a beast. And remember when we saw him at 40, uh, he dominated Keith Thurman. He, he put Thurman down the first round and Keith, Keith Thurman is, is probably bigger and he's faster and he's stronger, maybe not as fast, faster than Manny, but you know, you know, stronger than Manny Pacquiao. And, uh, and the guy's a great boxer, but Manny took it to him. And prior to those, to that fight with Thurman, Manny was on a roll. So it's too bad. The pandemic really stopped Manny Pacquiao because, you know, he was looked like one of the best pound for pound fighters after that, you know, fight two years ago. So now mm-hmm. we fast forward. He hasn't fought. He's only been working out. He's back to his Senator duties. Freddie Roach says he looks fantastic. I got to take Freddie for his word. And, you know, I have to, you know, we're just going to have to see how this thing unfolds, but you know, we do have to take a pause and say, Hmm, he is 42, but remember we are talking about an eight division weight champion. That's unheard of, especially in this day and age of boxing. So I think that Manny probably has the right opponent in front of him and it'd be great to see Manny fight. I want to see Manny fight all the time. So for me, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. No doubt. T.C. Martin, by the way, will be there uh, ringside and in and around at the T-Mobile Arena right off the Vegas Strip. Saturday night, uh, Manny Pacquiao, Jordini's Ugas uh, for the WBA, whatever they want to call it, supersized uh, welterweight championship, not the world title, not the regular title, not the interim title. Uh, so that is the pay-per-view headliner uh, that's coming. Two more about that. At every point when a fighter fights at an advanced age, there is the fight when you go back and look at history where they go off the cliff. Skill-wise, reflex-wise, they don't have it anymore. Father time undefeated, as we like to say. 
Uh, we will see if that is this fight for Pacquiao. We know if he continues to do this, it's going to be one of the subsequent fights where he doesn't have the reflexes, the hand speed, the movement anymore, just because it is a young man's game. It's not a 35 or 38-year-old's game, much less a 40 or a 42-year-old's game. So we'll see if that if that's the case. One more, and you mentioned this with Thurman uh, there in passing about being bigger. In looking at the two of them standing together, and granted, Pacquiao started as a smaller weight, bantam weight, featherweight type fighter. He's now a welterweight. Ugas looks bigger and 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 taller, bigger uh, reach advantage. How much of a factor will that be in your mind, TC? So Tim Bradley alluded to this today. And I thought it was an excellent point. When you get Manny Pacquiao at the press conference or you get Manny Pacquiao at the weigh-in, he goes, he looks small. And he looks smaller. But after the weigh-in, and then those 24 hours that happen once he gets in the ring, he turns into Superman. And I don't know if it's because Manny just he puts on some weight. Uh, he's adding the carbs or what it is. But this guy literally can turn it on and turn it off with his personality, but with his vengeance, with his mindset. He is the consummate pro. There is no one better than Manny Pacquiao in preparing for a fight. And Bradley faced it three times. And he said, I've never, ever seen anything like it. And again, we're talking to a guy that faced him in the ring three times, went through three separate weigh-ins, you know, three separate press conferences, numerous press conferences, and then three times, you know, basically all going the distance, fighting 36 rounds against this guy. And it's true. When you see Manny Pacquiao, just about every opponent that we see at the weigh-in, he's the smaller guy. But on fight night, he, he doesn't look that part. He looks like he's a beast. And so I think we're going to get that again. And he doesn't fight like the smaller guy and ask Keith exactly. Thurman about that. He was the better fighter as that yes. fight went on, yes. where, where I and a lot of others thought he might fade. It was not uh, the case. All right, prediction time from the odd standpoint. Pacquiao minus 300 in this one. The under over 10 and a half rounds. Uh, this is uh, one of numerous times that I'm saying this on the podcast. I don't see this being a knockout for either guy. Now, you may warn me off about that. You're the Vegas Insight guy here. All right, so if you were putting money at the window here, what would you have it on for Saturday night? I love betting Manny Pacquiao, and I don't mind laying $3. Heck, you know, again, I lay 5 and, and, and 6 and 700 when Canelo Alvarez is in the ring. If the, if the right matchup is the right matchup, I always view it as, hey, uh, Vegas, uh, they're just going to be holding my money for about an hour and a half. You know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, I think, you know, Manny wins this fight. Um, but I do, if you're looking for value, then the over is definitely there, over 10 and a half. I agree. I think it's a distance fight. I think it's a decision fight, probably unanimous decision. But we're never going to sell Manny Pacquiao short because Manny Pacquiao could deliver uh, a knockout here. I think Manny Pacquiao will probably deliver a knockdown in this case. And let's remember, Ugas is not a big puncher. Ugas is not going to knock Manny Pacquiao out. He just doesn't have that power and really doesn't have that type of skill set. Can he absorb some punishment? Probably so, which says, hey, if you don't want to lay $3, uh, you want to lay a little bit less, you know, you know, the minus the 120, 130, whatever it ends up being, 10 and a half rounds, Looks like a very solid bet. 
over love that. 10 and a half. Love that insight. And Keith Thurman was, it was and is a bigger puncher. And of course, Thurman hasn't fought in two years either since yeah. the Pacquiao fight, but was and is a bigger puncher than Ugas has ever been. And Thurman couldn't really rattle him. So that's kind of interesting on that. Point. Well, it's, One, it's the, yeah. it's the speed. I mean, that it's the speed. Keith Thurman was not ready for that speed. He never fought anybody that had that kind of speed. Probably Sean Porter was the closest, but Sean Porter's speed is totally different. You're inside a phone booth. Manny is, is getting in, he's getting out. He's stepping to the left. He's stepping to the right. He's giving you punches from all angles. And Ugas is going to realize he's never seen anything like that. And just the little bit of the workouts that I've seen with Manny Pacquiao, that speed is still there. So for me, if we're sitting here on Monday and we're talking about, wow, what happened here? We're going to be a little bit shocked. It's going to be because, not because of Ugas. I think it's going to be because of what Manny Pacquiao possibly doesn't have anymore. But I'm willing to say, I think that Manny still has it, even at right. age 42. Do we have the opponent. TC Martin guarantee a Pacquiao big win guarantees that he's back one more time? I get that sense from you. He definitely. wins big. He's oh, definitely, definitely back for one oh, more huge definitely. payday somewhere. Definitely, definitely. And sooner than later, we're not going to see him fight in a year and a half, maybe not even a year, because as you said, father time is right around the corner. And again, I, I believe that Earl Spence, if he can you know, recover from his eye surgery, that this is next on the docket. We are going to see that fight. People wanted to see that fight. And if that doesn't happen, then if they could make a fight, you know, with Terrence, uh, Terrence Crawford, then that makes sense as well too. And then, but that's a whole different conversation. And, but you know, right now, as we sit in front of us, I think, yes, Manny Pacquiao can beat Ugas. And I think uh, Manny Pacquiao, you know, could possibly beat Earl Spence Jr. Love the inside of TC Martin. Fine. My initials brother from another mother at TC Martin 21 on Twitter. Find him at tcmartinshow.com. As always, we love the insight from you. He is OL on location in Vegas for Pacquiao, Ugas, and whatever happens. I look forward to seeing what's going to happen. I always look forward to talking with you and hearing your insight. Uh, and let's see what does transpire on Saturday night. TC, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, TJ. And uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Knockout, baby. And there he goes. We do love uh, TC's insight. Marquise John, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, is back with me on the podcast okay a couple of interesting things that tc had to say your thought on him saying that errol spence may have been trying to pull a sly one a fast one and get past the nevada doctors knowing that his eye was damaged because he still wanted the chance at the payday and at pacquiao while he had it right in front of him what do you make of that hearing that from tc that makes sense from uh, um, TC's end where I, I could see spence trying to pull a fast one on that because it's manny pacquiao tj i mean he's been talking about this fight for about two and a half years of, of the chance I actually faced this man. So you you kind of, you kind of do anything you want by any means necessary to make this fight happen. And I thought it was interesting that TC mentioned that I've heard recently on in an interview, uh, Mike Rodriguez was on, on, a, on a podcast as well. And he mentioned that if, if, if for, for any conspiracy theorists out there, did that happened during a Danny Garcia Spence fight, he was in Spence's corner and he says it didn't happen there because he showed no signs of despite uh, Spence being visibly hurt. I think in the 10th round of that fight actually was the one fight that Danny Garcia legitimately won. Uh, so he says it didn't happen during the fight. So this may have happened even more likely TJ during sparring before prepping for Manny Pacquiao. And he, at, at that point, you deny, deny, deny until you get to the walking gate. I mean, TJ, we saw Alexander Provetkin face Dillian White in a rematch. And that man looked like a dead man walking once the bell rang. So, I mean, you got, right. you got, you got, you, it's, it's prize fighting and there's too much money involved at stake. So I see it happening. But then again, I mean, this is the reason why, especially in Nevada, they have outstanding doctors, 
uh, testing, neurological testing, thorough testing. Not every state, not every commission does this the way that Nevada does or New York does or some of the more prominent ones. I like to brag on our state in Florida. You know, the Texas commission might be a little iffy, but yeah. you could you can find certain states where their commission is questionable at best on what are the medicals and the backgrounds. I mean, look at what happened in Minnesota uh, with the yeah. disaster with the WBA and how that was allowed to go on. So not every one of them is right on it. Um, interesting what Steve Kim wrote. We, we prop him up on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, mm -hmm. Boxing Insider, based on the West Coast in Los Angeles, three knockdown rule podcast, plug away for them. Kim and Mario Lopez, the actor entertainer, uh, they do a, a fantastic job on that podcast. Steve also writing for snack.com, S-N-A-C, snack.com. Uh, and he got a hold of Sugar Ray Leonard, who has... I think it's fair to say the most famous detached retina eye surgery in the history of boxing. Uh, and yes. it's 40 years old now when Sugar Ray Leonard had it, it sidelined him Marquise for two years. Um, so I think it's a legitimate question. Yes. Modern technology, modern medicine is better. I'm sure they use, and I'm going to quote my Austin powers voice with Dr. Evil, the laser, they use the <laughs> laser. I'm sure this time around to help Errol Spence, but Sugar Ray Leonard was out for two years, and he was telling Steve Kim, paraphrasing here, that it was it was really debilitating and took time, and he's got to take time. I know Ray Flores was saying earlier in our podcast interview, maybe December or January, I, I don't know that that's realistic, that Spence can be back, be fully healthy, and not have after effects of the surgery as soon as December or January. I, I'm thinking it might be longer than that. We've talked about this before. What's your read? I think, TJ, I'm with you on this. I think it's going to be a little longer than December. I think we'll see uh, – funny you mentioned uh, December. I think that's when we'll get Andy Louise back after his knee surgery he had yesterday on Tuesday. We'll get him back probably by December. Now he can walk, actually walk around again. That's, that's good to hear. But with Spence and the, and, and the whole detached retina thing, no, not at all. To give you a great example, TJ, Abner Morris had the same surgery because he has a detached retina. And he hasn't been back in the ring since. So it's one of those things where – it's a wait and see attitude. I know Spence wants to get the payday, but it's going to be a long time. And he's going to, have to wait for Pacquiao to come back around anyway, unless he's facing Terrence Crawford, hint, hint, wink, wink. But unless that realistically doesn't happen, <laughs> we're going to see Spence uh, sit on the sidelines for a while. Well, and I liked uh, what Steve Kim got in the back and forth with Ray Leonard, where Ray even said the doctor was sitting there telling him about the dangers and he was saying to the doctor can't we take care of this after the fight and the doctor is looking at him saying you are jeopardizing being blind i'm paraphrasing in that eye by doing that that's how serious this is so um we'll see uh, sugar ray leonard did come back from it eventually and yeah. dethroned marvin Hagler as the middleweight champion five years after the eye surgery he had one fight before he fought fat uh, Hagler in five years yeah. so earl spence is going to be more active than that you would think more quickly i just don't think it's quick enough to get him in the ring in december maybe january maybe late january maybe february like after the super bowl is manny pacquiao still available in and around there if that fight can be made let's see let's see what happens uh while we speculate uh, on that. All right. What else from news of the week before we get back to Pacquiao, Ugas, and the fight card and a couple of uh, gambling prospects? Any other uh, news items or anything worthy um, uh, from this week? 
the one thing that came out to you, I did want to mention as well, uh, that because the zone sensor made it official finally. So they have this, they have secured the rights for Usyk Joshua to take place in September 24th. And that, that's, that, that's important as you know, TJ, because those are like, why did the zone have to secure the rights? Like, doesn't Eddie Hearn have matchroom all that stuff, whatever have you? It's because Anthony Joshua is well known as the pay per view star on Sky Sports still and is still under contract with Sky Sports. Therefore, the zone have to make a deal for that fight to make to actually come through. That actually looking forward to that card, TJ. That, 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 if, if that, that show will, will probably be the biggest heavyweight fight we'll see in the, in, in the short term, because I still have no doubt in my mind we are not. We had Ray on. I don't think we're getting Wilder Fury 3. Love to meet him there. Wow. It's not happening. <laughs> I, I continue to repeat here on this podcast is again, that one is scheduled for October the 9th. And again, mm-hmm. in fairness and in seriousness, Tyson Fury's uh, latest child. His wife, yeah. Paris, gave birth to a baby girl, sixth, sixth child for the Furies. Wow. So she gave birth back three weeks ago now. The baby has been in the neonatal ICU, the NICU. Uh, the baby is doing better. They're hoping that mom and baby can go home. And for all I know, as we release the podcast on the weekend, the baby and, and Paris have been able to go home um, on that. So that, that's not something to be made light of. I understand that. That is going on. He's been in England, et cetera. But he admitted, hey, I'm going back to training now. We've got seven weeks to go until Wilder. There's some question marks about that. You know, he hasn't been training. He's going to be back in shape. And you just put it straight up out there again. You don't think this fight is going to happen, that something is going to happen with Tyson Fury again? I really do think, TJ, something on his end is going to either snag this or we may get that mysterious injury in training camp, kind of like the one that Charles Conwell had, you know, to get out of a couple of fights earlier this year, you know, along those lines where it may get pushed back at some point. But if I'm, again, if I'm the WBC, you've got to be proactive. If you're Mauricio Suleiman and the WBC, you got to protect Deontay Wilder, who's your former champion for five years before, before losing the belt in February of 2020, the Tyson Fury, I, I want to see it's, I, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just too much of an idealist. I, I want to see a mandate from them, which is if Tyson Fury doesn't defend against Deontay Wilder October 9th, for whatever reason, we're vacating the belt. We're vacating the belt and Deontay Wilder's fighting whomever we designate to get his belt back, to get the opportunity to get his belt back. Enough with the foolishness, enough with not doing the fight deal again in the winter of 2020 Wilder and Fury could have fought. Fury didn't want to fight him and was trying to get out of the deal. And Fury ultimately lost in the arbitration process that he had to fight him. And you've now given him the benefit of the doubt. Marquise, you know this. I'm just repeating it for the audience. You've given him the benefit of the doubt on kiboshing the July 24th date. If he is now somehow not able to go on October 9th, Deontay Wilder does not deserve to be punished anymore for this vacate the title let wilder fight somebody marquise in november or december for the vacant belt and tyson fury can go fight whoever for whatever but he's not the wbc champ anymore yeah tj i'm surprised that they haven't stepped in on this point i mean the wbc has stripped other fighters for a lot less and a lot less time as well and we've all heard this before with sanctioning bodies i.e wbc making the current champion in recess Uh making the current belt vacant i.e wilder facing somebody else for the actual title. That way, when Fury gets his act together, then he can fight for the real title again. I mean, this has happened in boxing probably what as long we as we follow? do this podcast. What do we follow? We follow oh, the... Always follow the money, TJ. Always follow and the money. And there's a ton so, of money in a Wilder-Fury fight, but if Fury doesn't want to fight him and he's trying to sabotage it again, 
They need to do something. So, yeah. all right. What we need to do before we're done on this edition of the Big Fight Weekend podcast is bring it back to prediction time. Yes. Um, all right. Here we go. Manny Pacquiao won at last check as we released the podcast on Friday for the weekend. Manny Pacquiao at minus, what, 345 to yeah. win. TC was going over the odds. Ugas, what now on the latest I, odds as the underdog? I got Ugas at a, roughly about 3-1 to one at plus 275. Do you have any inkling to go that way with him to pull the upset? I know you wrote on Thursday on the site about uh, Ugas's chances to pull the upset. Do you give him a realistic chance? He's got a realistic chance, TJ, only for the simple reason that if he makes this fight his fight in terms of, of, of pace of it, which means it's a plotting fight, kind of like the fight he had with Sean Porter. Where that, well, personally, TJ, I, I will take this to my grave. I think he won that fight against Sean Porter, but he gave Porter the nod, and here we are. Uh, if, if he makes Ugas' fight that way where it's plotting and he's able to time him up with a little bit, it, it's, 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 it's going to be a lot closer than what it should be, TJ. And I think that's the only chance that Ugas has in this. Outside of that, I think Pacquiao uh, dances circles in terms of speed and size around him in terms of speed. And that's the one thing that's going to be a big factor here, TJ, is how, how fast will Pacquiao start out like he did like against the Furman fight and how quick will he be against the Furman fight? Because that was the one thing that kept Furman at bay was he, the flash knockdown and the fact that he was he able to land that punch in the 10th round and that, 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 that classic body punch where you see Keith Furman's face shriver. And he, would, and he said after the fact, yeah, he punched me there. It hurt. So I'm expecting to see something along those lines. And he was still fresh. Now, that was two years ago. He was still fresh late in that fight. And we were talking about this with T.C. Martin. Give me one more piece of feedback here. Yeah. That at 42 years of age, two years inactive, sooner or later, it caught up to everybody. Speaking of Sugar Ray Leonard, it eventually caught up to Sugar Ray Leonard when he's trying to fight Hector Camacho, when when he had fought Terry Norris before that. It caught up to Oscar De La Hoya. It catches up to all of the greats. Caught up to Julio Cesar Chavez. Uh, Just go down the list that you're not the same guy eventually. And it may be that we're going to see on Saturday night, Manny Pacquiao's not the same guy anymore at 42 years of age. And if it's not this time, you you would love to think it's never going to happen. But if he fights one more time, maybe it's that time. But he doesn't have the reflexes, doesn't have the speed, the the hand speed to get in, get out, not get hit. Maybe it's going to be apparent on Saturday night, Marquise. It's a possibility, TJ, as you know, because father time is undefeated and you don't control when it ends. I mean, if I'm pretty sure if Mike Tyson could run it back again, he probably didn't want to end against Kevin McBride out of all things in the ring. So you just you just never know with things like that. And that's the one chance that Ugas does have. We'll see if depending on how old Manny Pacquiao looks. I just think he's still, despite his age and everything, I think he's just fast enough still to get by him. And we'll see on the Sean Porter tactic. Again, we referenced something that we wrote about on his podcast, on the Porterway podcast. Mm-hmm. He was um, strategically almost adamant of saying the, the real chance, the best chance that Ugas has to succeed is when Manny hits him, you got to hit him back. You got to fire back. You got to counterpunch and you got to succeed. You got to get home. Because if you let Manny continually get off, with either the jab, the straight left, whatever, and you're not firing back and you're not landing back, he will do that a la Lionel Richie all night long. And yeah. you will be behind <laughs> by eight or nine rounds of him doing that. So Ugas has got to be ready to go. If he's tagging me, jab left hand, be ready to fire back and be ready to hit him back. Uh, that's a huge point to watch and counterpunch. Do you agree with TC that the play here for our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast, the network, uh, of shows, everybody that's listened to us for the gambling purposes for Sunday night's pay-per-view. The play is the over. Ten and a half rounds is the under over. 
What did I see the stat? Manny Pacquiao has one knockout, Uno, in his last 12 fights. Yeah. One. Now, the other 11 are 12 round decisions, win or lose. So this is going 12. Yeah, it's all been a shoe and that this fight's going 12 rounds. And Ugas is uh, that his last few fights haven't gone the distance, but he's also well, except the one with Abel Ramos. But the, the guy before that, Mike Dallas Jr., this is these, this is, these aren't the guys that are on the same level as Manny Pacquiao. So you can't, you can't, you can't even factor those fights in. So I think TJ did like the easiest play on this. I think the over under was at 10 and a half. This, this is going to go all 36 minutes. That, that to me is an easy play there personally because uh, Ugas doesn't have the, uh, the ability to, to close the show, I don't think, against Pacquiao. And, I, and Pacquiao hasn't knocked anybody out, as you mentioned, in about a decade and a half. So it's going to be a while. <laughs> Well, and, and the only thing that we can't foresee is does something happen to Pacquiao injury-wise, et cetera, that might uh, accelerate the end of the fight. I would expect that more from him because of the age than Ugas. We don't know. There could be a TKO or stoppage because somebody gets hurt as the fight's going yeah. on and can't fight back and has to quit on the stool or whatever it Clash is. I don't know. But the, 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 right, the play appears to be over the 10 and a half rounds on this all right we're going to get out of here in a moment uh the undercard i, I know you have knocked the the robert guerrero undercard fight that ray flores was hyping all the way back at the beginning of the podcast that this would have been a tremendous matchup uh, at the beginnings of pbc when they were on every network except except the food channel back in 2015 and 2016 yeah, TJ, I, I, I love Flores' passion for the Victor Ortiz, Robert Guerrero fight, but that fight, I think, should have happened before he was hired with PBC. But it's, it's fun, though, only because from the aspect of this, this, the fight TJ can go either one of two ways. These, these are older fighters. They're still at 147, just, you know, just trying to slug it out to see who does it. it who does what. It's going to go either one or two ways, TJ. It's either going to be a, 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 a throwback slugfest, or it's going to look a lot like the uh, fight they had on the Danny Garcia, Errol Spence on the card with a... Uh, Hasacito Lopez taking on Francisco Santana, which was pretty much one guy beating on the older guy for about 10 rounds. It's, it's going to be definitely one or the other. And I think that's going to be the case personally, because I think the guy, Robert Guerrero, is known as the ghost, and he's facing uh, a ghost in the, the shell of Victor Ortiz. He hasn't fought in two years, TJ. It's, it's been a while, and he looked very rough in his last go rounds and some very competitive fights and some wars back in the day like against Andre Berto. But, man, these are names of yesteryear, and I, it's, it's, it's up there. And it's <laughs> worth mentioning again, Ugas was supposed to be the co-feature fight yes. uh, here defending the WBA title against another fighter who's not even on the card now. But now yeah. Ugas slides in to fight Manny Pacquiao in the main event. And again, we go over it that Ray Flores is going to be there all afternoon, all evening. He will be all on day. YouTube, the YouTube call starting at 7 Eastern time of the undercard fights. Again, the 9 p.m. Eastern time pay-per-view scheduled to have four fights uh, on it, including Carlos Castro, Oscar Escandon, as well as uh, Magseo and Seha, the featherweights, they'll fight yeah. before Robert Guerrero and Victor Ortiz. So you'll get three undercard fights. Ugas Pacquiao not going to start before 11.30 Eastern time, no matter what. They always guarantee the West Coast audience that it's going to be at least 8.30 on the West Coast to try to get pay-per-view buys, uh, et cetera. Uh, and it may be later than that. They may push later than that, depending on how long the earlier fights run. But we look for that. On Saturday, night, on Saturday night. Any thoughts in closing, Marquise Johns, before we're done here with Manny Pacquiao's ring return for the first time in two years? 
it's interesting, TJ, that Manny Pacquiao was going to fight for a belt he was stripped from uh, back from the WBA just to sell the score with Ugas. I think that that angle to me is still kind of funny and bizarrely interesting how that all plays out. Outside of that, TJ, because I'm still in the camp with like with Frey as well, and you mentioned earlier on the podcast, this isn't Manny Pacquiao's last fight, so I think the whole the whole mood of this whole fight's changed because knowing just knowing that. So, but that's gonna be a fun one though. And again, the dynamic change from Pacquiao fighting for Spence's WBC and IBF world titles where they didn't give uh, two shakes about the WBA belt yeah. for that reason. Now, suddenly, yeah. with Spence out of there, we give you this know, time it counts. A, a chocolate malt. We now, we now give a shake about, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> about the WBA belt, uh, and that's what's on the line. And again, it was bizarre in the photos and the video to see both of them holding it up at the press conference. That's what's on the line here. But ultimately, it's the legacy of Manny Pacquiao that's selling this. And does yeah. he win this fight, and is that it? Is he done? Is he running for the presidency of the Philippines like we've been talking about throughout the podcast? What happens if he loses? Quickly from you, if he loses this fight, in your mind, will we see him again so he doesn't end on a loss? A loss for Pacquiao guarantees that we see him again in your mind? I think so, TJ. I really do think Manny Pacquiao, in terms of boxing, wants to go out on the, uh, I'm using the old cliche in football here, the, the John, Woolway, John Elway ending here, you know, as, as a champion. I, I really do think that's going to be the case. Now, it should be pointed out, he beat Oscar De La Hoya in what was De La Hoya's last fight, although De La Hoya is now coming back in September after 11 years or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it's Sugar Ray Leonard's last fight was a loss. Muhammad Ali's last two fights were losses. losses. So when you go back into history, Mike Tyson repeatedly My, lost, lost at the end yeah. of his career. Now, he did come back for this legends exhibition thing you know some some 15 years later he's fighting in a legends exhibition but there have been numerous fighters whose last fight was a loss and that was it uh for them we'll see we'll see if that's the case if manny pacquiao does lose it would be a stunner if Ugas slides in on 10 days notice and wins this fight with the future Hall of Famer, that's what we're all going to tune in and find out on the Fox Sports pay-per-view premier boxing champions Saturday night Nine Eastern time, the pay-per-view gets underway. Marquise, one more time, fire away on why they need to be reading the site all weekend, no matter when you're hearing us. Preview mode, recap mode, right? Fire it up. Absolutely, TJ. BigFightWeekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, and future. We'll be keeping an eye on this whole fight card all weekend long because it's the only game in town. So it's a Manny Pacquiao fight. So you know I'll be keeping up on all, that, all the fights and all that fun action. Also, any other news and knows that happens over the weekend, we're supposed to get the uh, big news of uh, Canelo and Plant. Well, we got that. So I'm assuming we're going to get more news on top of it because boxing likes to, to dump everything in buckets. And I'm sure there's going to be some of our buckets that will be, be poured out well, this weekend as well. And keep in mind, to your point, if I can interject, that on yes. that Fox pay-per-view, it's not going to be an accident that they're talking to Caleb Plant and or probably Canelo to, to kick off the promotion for November. They'll yeah. make the announcement. I would be surprised if they don't take advantage of it with the pay-per-view audience and just at least start promoting it and have one or both of them on the pay-per-view on the yeah, timeline of getting this done. Yeah, TJ, I'd be shocked if Caleb Plant, who is a Las Vegas native, doesn't drive down to the T-Mobile <laughs> Arena to hang out for the show on Saturday night. I'd be Not really confused. Like you got to put me up in a hotel or fly me on a plane. I can just drive my car, come he there can, and be He on can the drive his, his green 6 4 Impala there, TJ, to the studio and, 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 and to the set and come back. <laughs> Much like Marquise John's roles. We've got to roll on out of here. Thank you, Ray Flores, from the Premier Boxing Champions coverage 
Uh, again, he's going to be on the international call of the fight. Follow him at SBR Flores on social media, on Twitter, SBR Flores, TC Martin at TC Martin 21. Weak Sauce Radio is where you find Marquise Johns. Follow us at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter. Big Fight Weekend is also the Facebook page to find out more on what we're writing about and what we're doing. And we'll see what happens. And we, we make this pledge. I pledge this to those that are listening all the time. Make sure you are subscribed because if it's dramatic, crazy stuff, we may come in with a post-fight podcast here on Pacquiao Ugas coming Saturday night in Las Vegas. So again, subscribe. However you found this podcast, subscribe. Go search Big Fight Weekend. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and be subscribed up. Uh, we appreciate it. Marquise, great stuff. We'll talk to you in the aftermath of this fight uh, as we wrap up the month of August after this is done. We appreciate the time here. Absolutely, TJ. Thanks so much. And we thank you for being with us as well. Thank you also to the Sports Gambling Podcast, our network fleet of shows at sportsgamblingpodcast.com for helping promote us. For now, we're good. Pacquiao Ugas Saturday night. Let's see what happens as the legend is back for the first time in two years. The Pac-Man is back. What will happen? We've been talking about it on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.